disruption zone. Opportunity lives where the status quo dies. Talking to the greatest innovators, disruptors, and off-the-wall inventors, we can scrounge up. You laugh, you'll learn, you'll be inspired. Now, here are your hosts, Leland Conway and Cameron Mills. Today we're going to have uh, one of the very first guests that was ever on the Disruption Zone is going to come back with us. Um, I love her to death. I hate the reason that she's coming on. And it's because, well, you know, she kind of needs a little help because of something that the government is doing. So let me let me give you a little background. Her name is Dana Lyons. She was one of our very first guests on the program. Um, she's an incredibly strong woman. She's a gold star widow. Uh, probably one of the most unique Gold Star Widow stories of all because her and her husband were deployed together at the same time, well, different bases, but they were deployed at the same time to Afghanistan, stationed 13 miles apart. After not seeing each other for a long time, they got an opportunity to spend Christmas together. The day after Christmas, long story short, he, David Lyons, was killed in an IED explosion on his way to transport, helping transport stuff back to his base from the base that she was located at. She was actually able to fly home with the casket, um, and then he was laid to rest, as she'll tell the story a little bit later, um, more in detail, um, at uh, the Air Force Academy. She worked at the Air Force Academy after getting out of the Air Force herself as a track and field coach. She's a terrific athlete. Um, Came very close to being in the Olympics, nurtured champions at the Air Force Academy, just a terrific person. Um, I'll let her tell the story, but essentially uh, she was uh, basically terminated just a couple of months before her retirement benefits would have kicked in. Um, and she believes very firmly that she was terminated because she refused to take the vaccine. Now, I'm going to let her tell that story because she's way better at it than I am, but uh, to me, um, whether it's the military, whether it's a private company, whether it's the government, someone trying to force you to take a medical procedure you may not want, in my opinion, is a human rights violation of the highest order. So we're going to let her lay out her story and the situation for you. And, uh, and I think you're going to find this interesting and terrifying. And I hope that the Air Force makes this situation right. So we'll get into that. First, though, Big thanks to our uh, partners, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, for making this possible. Um, they are a great sponsor, and they are great friends. And they go back, we go way back to where we had them do our kitchen in our home in Oldham County, Kentucky, before we left there. Um, we loved the work that they did in our kitchen so much, we had them do our master bath. And they just did a terrific job. And I'm confident that the work that they did is the reason our house sold in less than a day when we put it on the market to move to Colorado. Um, if you're doing a full-on remodel, just give them a call at 502-930-3304. They uh, have ca uh, staff members that are designers. They're going to walk you through the whole process. It's going to be easy peasy. Um, and then if you are a do-it-yourselfer or a contractor and you know exactly what you want and what you need, man, just uh, stop by 6200 Lane and check out all the cabinets that they have in stock. Very high quality. Any style you can imagine from traditional to shaker to modern. It's all there. They don't have problems with the supply chain. You can get what you need right away, and it's priced to sell. 502-930-3304. 502-930-3304. LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. And now our conversation with my friend Dana Lyons. 
I'm great, Leland. How are you? Good to talk uh, to you. Yeah, you as well. Um, it's funny we live in the same town, and we don't uh, we don't talk often enough. But um, <laughs> but before we get into the story, or uh, the producer and I were just talking right before you came on, and he's like, "Have you ever been to an uh, basically an, an, an intra military game? You know, like you know, Army versus Navy, et cetera." And I was like, uh, "As a matter of fact." Uh, we've been with Dana's family to the Air Force versus Army game, and I saw the best flyover I've ever seen in my life. It was freaking amazing. Those are awesome atmosphere. That's, love it. Yep. Yeah. Those uh, sister service games are the best. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's get into your story. First, I want people to understand the background. Um, you are You had a very interesting and unique experience. I mean, obviously – um, you lost your husband in the Afghan war. Uh, you guys were both yep. serving at the same time in Afghanistan, actually relatively close to each other. Is that right? Can you tell us what happened? Yeah, we sure I can. Uh, I was stationed at Camp Phoenix in Kabul. Um, it was a regional distribution center, and he was at a small, we call it COP, compound outpost, uh, working for the, uh, the Combined Joint Special Operations Task Force. Um, and so he was a logistics officer at the Air Force, and he was working alongside special operators that were training and advising um, the Afghan National Army, Afghan Special Forces. So he was probably for, you know, Colorado people, close proximity. I would say he was probably Denver to Castle Rock Okay, um, was his distance uh, from my base to his. And so uh, he came through Camp Phoenix uh, Christmas Eve uh, to pick up a bunch of a bunch of supplies. So his base was a couple football fields size. Uh, mine had a, had a lot more space, just a helicopter pad, no, no runway or anything. But um, either way, he came through on Christmas Eve. So we did actually get to spend Christmas Day uh, together, just going around, picking up supplies, uh, all the things that he needed to take back to his base. Um, I actually took off on the 26th, went up to Bagram. Um, I was working with Defense Contract Management Agency, and we were working on some of the downgrades closing up uh, some of the smaller fobs. And uh, and I was at Bagram working with the program office there, and he was supposed to be going back to Camp Moorhead on the 26th. Well, you know, it's, it's still desert, but it's cold. And uh, so they burn everything for heat. Well, the air was black uh, is what they call it, so he couldn't fly out um, that day. And so he stayed in my chew at my, you know, little connex that we live in over there and I was supposed to fly out the next day. It was a Friday. So of course the Muslim holy day. Um, and I was at a meeting and at one thirty-two, I got a text message and said, Hey, do you know if they made it back to Camp Moorhead? Okay. Well, that's kind of weird. Um, I don't know why you're texting. I said, no. I said, let me try to text him. I tried to text him, didn't hear from him, tried to call him, didn't answer. Uh, and then of course, you know, world starts to spin and try to figure out what's going on. Well, people are calling me asking for my location. I said, what's my husband's location? They're like, oh, so I went back to the command section, and as I walked in the commander's office, they take my weapon and my multi-tool. The next three people that walked in uh, the commander's office was the was the commander from the kind of kind of parent unit, the first sergeant and the chaplain, and they said, um, Dana, we regret to inform you that your husband has been killed. Mm. And uh, to say that my world went went black and head was spinning and like I, I don't even know how really still eight and a half years later how to describe yeah. uh, what all went down but yeah so uh, I ended up bringing him home a couple of days later through Dover Air Force Base and um, had a dignified arrival at Peterson Air Force Base and buried him at the academy uh, just a week or two later. Wow so <clears throat> after that um, 
you went to work for the academy as a yeah, coach so even because you uh, you've yeah. been an athlete for a long time. Yeah, I, I was with the I was in a world class athlete program. I threw the javelin for the Air Force, uh, missed the Olympic team by inches, um, and was U.S. champion and civil champion. So yeah, um, had a had an amazing career and opportunity. Uh, where I'd went to the academy thinking I was going to play basketball. You know, in Kentucky we got horses and hoops, uh, <laughs> but I picked up a spear and <laughs> and, uh, and and the rest is history from that perspective. Um, and so let's fast forward. You you helped win championships as a as a as a coach on the coaching team there. Um, you developed athletes. Um, I can say firsthand because my wife and I have been friends with you and your family for a long time, and mm-hmm. we've been in and out of your home. Um, and I have seen number, numerous cadets come through because you've always kind of taken them in and given them support and given them, you know, that yeah. that friendship and all that. You've you've helped to develop not just the cadet but the person, and that's your passion. Yeah. So we fast forward, oh. and you're what two months from retirement benefits eligibility, and you get another shock to your world. What happened? Yeah. Uh, so the day after Memorial Day, when I usually uh, used to get phone calls and condolences from you know, the uh, chief staff of the Air Force or from, you know, the academy and athletic department even. Hey, Dana, we're thinking about you. Thanks for Dave's sacrifice. Instead, uh, the day after uh, Memorial Day on the 31st of May, uh, I walk into uh, a very brief meeting with my supervisor, the HR director, and the interim head coach uh, because our head coach had uh, passed away unexpectedly um, in March, who was a huge advocate. He asked me to come back and and I'll work with the team as a strength coach and then eventually brought me on the team um, as the throws coach a couple of years uh, later. And, uh, yeah, so they, they said, uh, Dana, this, no- this meeting is to notify you that uh, we will not be renewing your contract. This is non-disciplinary. Um, this is not uh, personal. Um, the, the department's going in a different direction. Uh, and, and, and it was shocking and news to me. Um, and, and usually if the department's going to go in a different direction, you have to hire a new head coach. So. Right. Um, you can kind of sort through that. But um, the only thing that I had ever uh, been told about my terms of employment was on 13 January, I had a meeting with those same individuals, except Coach Lindemann uh, was in there as well. And they said, you know, y- your contract comes up uh, for renewal on 30 June. Uh, but if you don't get the shot, you, you won't be renewed. Uh, the, the quote unquote COVID vaccine. So they actually um, did tell so you. Walked- <laughs> Right. Okay. Uh, on 13 January, they did tell me that if I did not get the shot, uh, and of course that was prior to the injunction of the court. Right. Um, so of course they're not going to admit that that's what it's about, but I don't really understand how it could potentially uh, be about performance because they changed their story uh, right. when I asked for two months extension. Yeah. Okay. So and so what they did, they did this right two months before you would have been eligible for retirement benefits, which is which is a double right. whammy. Um, and you believe that it was because you refused to take the vaccine, which we now know is not safe for all people. It is safe for maybe most people. But, you know, if you look at the data, it, we can clearly tell that it's not safe for all people. So forcing someone to take something that is not safe for everyone uh, is a violation of human rights, in my opinion. And you believe that all of this was done because you refused to take the vaccine. There's no performance issues on your record or anything like that. All right. No, uh uh-uh. In fact, my, my latest appraisal that they did um, still actually documents fully successful. <laughs> it's not <laughs> wow. even, right? So there's some comments in there, oh, the throwers have struggled. Well, I don't really know how throwers struggle. If, uh, we won conference three times, or, you know, we got the three conference championships in cross-country indoor-outdoor. 
Uh, my kids set school records. I have two of them that are number two all time at the academy. Young lady in the javelins, number six all time. Uh, Mountain West Conference individual title. So um, for them to say the throwers are struggling, it's interesting to me. All but one person on my team uh, had a personal best this season um, in their events. And uh, yeah, so it's it's a little bit baffling to me. Um, and especially since it still says fully successful. Right. <laughs> it doesn't right. say unsat. It doesn't say failed. Uh, it says fully <laughs> successful. Right. Um, Which is, I mean, I literally laughed. Right. Now, since this kind of came out in the news, because you went on Fox and Friends, you've got an attorney. Um, You are you you are getting into this case. Um, They have made an adjustment to extend you out so that you can at least get the retirement benefits. But that's not really what you want. I mean, you want it, but I mean, it's not really what you're what you're going for here, is it? Um, not, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, at a minimum, that's something that needed to happen. I mean, right. I, I am processed at the Academy on 27 June, 2002. Um, so for me to have nothing but my husband's death certificate to show for the last 20 years of my service, uh, to our nation and to the Air Force Academy, right. uh, I think that was, uh, that's a minimum ask. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, fully agree. I mean, it's just, it, it feels so slimy. <laughs> You know, it, it, um, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's a little messy for sure. Yeah. So but they've done that. But would you like to have your job back? I mean, is that ultimately what because that your passion is athletes? Your passion is developing young people, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, you know, uh, when you talk about, you know, having seen cadets coming through and all the pictures and whatnot, I was part of this, you know, or I am part of the sponsor program or was part of the sponsor program. I think when I was a track and field coach. Um, you kind of can't go that route, um, and you can only have your athletes over on an occasional basis. So we would have, you know, like a monthly meal or something if if it was allowable. Um, but I, I think I can still um, engage and, uh, and, and 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 mentor and develop these athletes, um, even uh, not in official capacity as a coach. Um, it, it's a difficult environment. It's changed a lot. Um, in the last really six months because of all that's gone down really the last two years with regards to COVID. And then um, I, I don't know. I can't answer that question, uh, to be honest. Um, it's it's a difficult place for me to even want to go back to work after what has happened to me um, in the last six months. But I still believe in, uh, you know, at least the ideals of the institution um, right. and the opportunities that it gives so many young men and women. Um, I want to continue to to love them, to mentor them, to encourage them, to um, see them become the best leaders that they can be. Um, I, I think it should. It would be very difficult to go back into that environment after what I've experienced in the last so, uh, six so, months, to be honest. So then what would you be fighting for? Is it to make sure that no one else has to go through what you went through because they refuse to take a vaccine? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part of it, right? So yeah. um, I think that the bigger story and picture is um, I, I sent in a, a religious accommodation request um, to be exempt from taking that. Um, for me, it, it wasn't just about the, the medical and the, the virus of it. It was very significantly about um, the understanding that, that very likely or, you know, studies have shown that they've used uh, aborted babies, mm-hmm. um, the sacrifice of children to develop these uh, quote-unquote vaccines and um, I'm strongly against what I believe in. I, I, I very much so am pro-life and believe um, in the right to all human life. Um, that we're all made in the image of God. And so I think it is a uh, per- pervasive agenda of trying to push people out um, that do not fall in line with um, 
with with this agenda that we currently have in our country. Um, And so that's a big part for me is just to uh, the people that have come out and the support that I've gotten predominantly from an organization called STARS, Standing Together Against Racism and Radicalism in the Services. Um, These gentlemen, they're a bunch of grads and retired generals um, that really believe in um, what we signed up for. A number of these from 69, 73, 74 grads. Um, and the the community that I've been introduced, introduced to has been amazing. But to be honest, so many people have come out and said, Dana, I'm fighting the same battle and I'm active duty. And, you know, I know this one young man who's active duty, his wife, uh, I think she, I know she was active duty, but she has cancer and he's having, you know, being forced to take this shot or he loses all of his benefits while wow. his wife is dying of cancer right now. Wow. And so uh, if, if what I'm doing right now just gets the message out, um, that, you know, we're, we're fine in the military at following the rules, but don't change the rules on us. Mm. Um, and uh, to be able to stand in the freedoms that my husband gave his life for, um, and not just my rights, but for what is right, um, is a big reason why I'm even talking on, you know, continuing to be public about what's going on. So, um, yeah. of course, the Academy's going to say, yeah, we didn't terminate her because of her, you know, shot status. Um, they legally have to say that, right, um, because of the injunction of the court. Um, but that was the only conversation I ever had with regards to my terms of employment had to do with the vaccine. Right. Um, and then again, like I said, when they terminated me originally, non-disciplinary, no cause. And when right. I asked for the two months extension, they came back and said, to be clear, Dana, this is based on your performance, not your vaccine status. And I was so like, wow, this is the it. first I've heard. Yep. This is yeah. the first. Well, and they have to make sure that they cover themselves to say that I wasn't terminated. Right. There's a couple of people in the department that's, that don't have the shot either. Um, one of them's untouchable because he's a GS employee. The other one uh, is a is a term employee, but he's got a couple more years on his contract. So um, I think I might just be the first sacrificial lamb, and if I can go away quietly, then maybe they can get uh, the rest of them out as well. I don't know. Right. I, I don't wow. know their motives, to be honest. Right. Wow. But, well, will yeah. you keep us posted on what's going on? And, and I just want to say uh, appreciate you and, and appreciate your husband, your late husband's service to the country. I, I was yep. fortunate to get to know him in a short uh, span yeah. of time. And he's one of the he was one yeah. of the greatest people that you could ever imagine, you know, carrying the banner of freedom yeah. for this country. And so really appreciate yeah. you. Keep us posted on what happens and we're rooting for you. OK. I will. Let's hang out. We're down All here right. in Colorado. I, I'm, un, I'm unemployed. We got plenty of time now. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that, right? Always get, See, that's All the right. thing about you, Dana. You always got to find the bright side of everything. So You have right. to. You right. have to. All right. Exactly. Thanks, All right. Have a good one. Okay. She's such an awesome person, and uh, I hate hearing what has been going on there. And, you know, I hope that whatever she needs to get this situation resolved is what happens like in other words to give her peace um and and all of that because this is a woman that served her country um bravely and uh she did it in so many different ways not just on the battlefield itself but also uh, in terms of helping young cadets and molding athletes into great people and providing that example of strength and resiliency Um, This is the kind of person you would love to have as a role model for your children. And uh, what what has apparently happened to her is, to me, ridiculous and wrong. So hopefully that will end up being made right. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, Big thanks to our sponsor, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, for helping make this program possible. Tim Montgomery is a craftsman. He loves his work. He he, He loves what he does, and it shows. And I know this because they did our kitchen in Kentucky 
and they did such a fantastic job on it. I'm confident it's the reason our house sold in less than a day. It's one of the reasons. I mean, we had a beautiful home. We're very fortunate, and they just made it that much more beautiful. And you could see when you walk in uh, the openness and and the beauty of the kitchen that they they did for us. And they also did our master bathroom, which was awesome as well. Just terrific folks. And uh, they do a great job. If you're thinking about upgrading your kitchen or remodeling it entirely, uh, or if you're a contractor or do-it-yourselfer, you know what you want. They have cabinets in stock, ready to go. They've got any type of countertop style, whether it's solid surface or laminate. Um, some laminates they can cut for you same day if you know your measurements. And then, of course, if you want a full uh, concierge, I don't know if I said that right, but uh, designer uh, process, they've got that too. 502-930-3304, 502-930-3304, louisvillecabinetsandcountertops.com. Big thanks to Dynamics Audio Productions for their help with this program. They oversee the audio for this program, so we appreciate them very much for that. Takes a little burden off our uh, shoulders. And by the way, if you're thinking about maybe getting some old family tapes that need to be digitized to preserve those memories, they can do that. Or if you're a big Hollywood uh, producer, we know thousands of them listen to this show you're looking for somebody to help you with the audio on your next project they can do that for you as well follow us on twitter it's at leland show and at greatly londo on instagram you can uh, download the podcast for free and subscribe for free so fresh new episodes are sent to your pocket at apple Podcasts, google play and iHeartRadio's app thanks for listening to the disruption zone i am leland conway <laughs>